0: Just let it ride. Just let it ride. It's a good day in America. Let's just start smashing skateboards. I love it. I don't know why I keep coming back to it. It's all skateboard music to me. It's all skateboard music. Welcome to an all-new Loftus Party podcast. Lots going on. We've got interviews. We've got news. We've got politics. We've got some pop pop culture jammerinos. We got good news just abounding left and right. Good news just drops at our feet like a mana from the heavens, like Krispy Kreme donuts on Jews in the desert. (laughs) It's a weird day for me. I got up uh, very early this morning, was on uh, Fox and Friends. It was fantastic. It was fun. I found out some secrets about the Fox Studios in LA, that I might, sh- I might share with you. I might not. I need to know. I can trust you. We've got, uh, we've got the Gypsy, uh, the Gypsy Queen coming in live, located somewhere in Georgia. How's it going?
1: It's going well, but I'm very interested because I thought the Fox Studios in LA was like a box with no video that you had to have a secret handshake to get into.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Then some recent events, I, like there, I, I, li- there's, there's other places you go in and you're like, oh, this is it, this is it. And then there's a whole nother level. It's like really? Really, yup. It's like <laughs> Willy Wonka all up in that. I was doing, uh, I was doing some promotion for the deplorable show. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little bit. That is going exceedingly well. That is going exceedingly well. I'm super pleased about that whole thing. Um we've got we've got Leslie Dowd and I'll tell you uh, she's on the show today and you guys are like, oh, "Well, who's Leslie Dowd?" If you're on Twitter, uh her Twitter handle is LA Dowd. Now here's what I'm doing. I want to do a a series uh, of interviews. I might have mentioned this last week, so forgive me if I'm beating a live horse to death here. Uh, I want to have uh, Leslie on, she's going to be contribute. She has a very interesting idea. We discussed it during the interview, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow my load talking about that right now. I'm gonna have Paul Hare on. Uh, Paul Hare contributes a lot. He's got a book I want to talk about. Uh, Appalling stories. I think he's on Appalling Stories too. So I really want to uh, help this guy move some books. I want to talk about what inspires him uh, and all of that good stuff. I want to talk with uh, Lisa. Lisa. Kate Tate, I believe. She she posts some wonderful stuff on Twitter. She's a great follow. She puts some uh wonderful stuff on the website, uh the I want to talk to her. I would want to talk to the gypsy. I would want to talk to you, but you don't post on the website anymore. I'm yeah.
1: Here every Sunday.
0: Yeah, but that's not that's not that's not putting up uh like I'm additional sure. content. You can't do one a week. And yeah, it hurts. It hurts. But we're going to move on we're gonna move on uh and and, yeah gypsy pirate and then uh bitter party of one your table's waiting bitter party of one (laughs) well rick you just you just (laughs) you're not gonna get interviewed either (laughs) (laughs) listen uh it's all good it's all good and i'm 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 oh my gosh uh, Gloria Haney is is keeping up. She did like this quesadilla, like this pizza quesadilla recipe that was, that's getting a lot of play on Facebook. Really? I love it. She, yeah. She had She had this great idea of like, because we were complaining about the, the preambles to recipes. So she's right. been posting those. You guys, it's open. It's a wide open website. I explained it to someone the other day. Who was I? T- oh, I was talking to uh, my friend Irina. Uh and I was trying to uh, describe the website to her, and she's like, wow, that's really weird. That's really interesting. And I'm like, yeah. And the more I think about it, because it is, there's like, there's content that's posted by people who regularly contribute, and then it's wide open for people who enjoy uh, just whatever. It's It's wide open. So that's all good. Okay, so there's a lot to get to. There's a lot of news. Uh, maybe I'll save. Uh, no, I'll just give you the quick. I'll just give you the quick uh, two minute drill on uh, the deplorable show. So we we were in Brea, California, at the uh, the improv down there on Wednesday night. I want to say so. The deplorable choir; those girls are are in from Texas. We did a complete like a day of rehearsals because this isn't just this isn't like your typical like night comedy club nightclub you know, boom, 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 comedian, comedian, comedian. There are, we got these videos that we had done that are like the roll into to election night and show its hilarious look at the media and their meltdown after Trump was elected and the whole birth, you know, when we got the clip of Hillary going, you can put all Trump's voters in, in a basket of deplorables. So it's kind of like a little shout-out to where we got the name and how we embraced it and all that good stuff. Uh, so... The deplorable choir, these girls from Texas, they're working with uh, Brian Hayner now. He's he's doing stuff with them, and then he does his own thing later on in the show. That I'm telling you, I am telling you right now, uh, Rick and and Gypsy, when we come out there, we're gonna have a trailer for this thing. We're gonna have a we shot a bunch of video on Wednesday. Night. Sold out show, sold out show, standing room only. I, I'm exceedingly happy the merch is cool as hell it looks really cool the show's fantastic and it's just going to get better but when you see and i don't know how much we should really show but brian hayner does this thing he's such a great guitarist he does it just it literally has people on their feet the close of this show is so strong, and and Steve McGrew and I want to have Steve on the podcast, and and, and Terrence Williams, uh, I want to have him on the podcast. We got to talk about this stuff, but it's just it's a really good show. It's really interesting because the guy uh, who was uh, one of the producers on it has produced uh, another hu- huge show that ended up going like to Broadway, and then one of the other producers has done a bunch of like really big arena shows and stuff. But it's what I come from, like a stand up comedy background. And it's it's weird when people go, no, 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 it's going to be more like a show. It's going to be a show. It's going to be bigger. And then you kind of steer into that curve and like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's make it bigger. Let's make it. And then you look back and I was kind of I don't want to pat everyone on the back, but like job well done, deplorable show. Job well done. It was really cool. The lights go down. The video comes up. People are on stage. They do this. Lights go down. A video package. Like, literally, like, when we go out in February, and I should have these dates in front of me. I'm a moron. Uh, Go to deplorableshow.com, and and you'll see all the tour dates. But this thing is just going to get bigger and bigger. And, like, when we go to Nashville, there's some special guests that are going to be showing up. New York, there's going to be special guests. This could, uh... I'm very excited about it Wednesday was uh, a trip and it was good and I really 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 dug it so that's that's the good news from there you Now just sing with the girls it's crazy like I have a thing that I want to do because I had some songs that I was noodling around with like months ago and this Brian yeah right I, I might bring I might whip whip out the old ukulele uh, but like Brian is just so incredibly talented. He's just so incredibly talented, and he can make garbage sound wonderful, and he can make great stuff s- sound uh, amazing. So, yeah, I just, like, the show can only be so long, but I totally, I totally... Have you ever heard of, uh, it's not hip-hop, <clears throat> it's hick-hop? It's like this new thing in country music where you'll have, like, a like a... <laughs> I've
1: never heard of it.
0: Oh, yeah, there's this guy, Colt Ford, who is really cool. Whoa. It's like... It's like yeah, yeah. So and it was
1: concerts, yeah,
0: yeah. We're thinking about doing some stuff like that. I mean, there's like so many great ideas. And then when you see like, because we started this thing, we did the test runs in like in Houston and Dallas, and that was just like a stand up show, and the and the girls sang and whatever. So it was like it was at that level, and then we hit this next level at Brea, and then it's gonna hit like another level and just keep getting bigger. So. It's fantastic, and and the pushback is already happening. There was a an op ed written about the show, I think in like either uh, the Portland newspaper or the Tacoma newspaper, saying the the deplorable show is coming, and where I have to welcome them because I'm a fan of free speech. I really hope they face an empty house. Like people are actively, publicly rooting for this thing to fail, and uh, I don't want to get like. You know, it's it's not about ego or anything, but it's like I really think that it would behoove everyone uh, to get tickets and try to help out as much as we can. It, we, we I think we could send a very strong message. We could very send a very strong message that uh, people who don't like what the left is doing and don't like what big media is doing that that we need to be heard too. We could we could actually. Send a little uh, a little message to the higher ups. So that's what's going on there.
1: You guys filled a, a theater in Brea, California.
0: Yeah, it was like six hundred six hundred so seats.
1: Not too worried about Portland. Not too worried about a lot of places because I've seen other people go there and speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Um at various places in California and the places fill up. California likes to think they don't have any rebels. They have quite a few. Yeah. hmm
0: Yeah. So, uh, I was, I was amazed at like, we did a bunch of press. I was on the, uh, the Dennis Prager program on Tuesday. We did Prager U, but like just being on Dennis Prager for like one break, like, like one 10 minute break, uh, we sold like 200 tickets in Portland. Wow! It was it was great. Like
1: Dennis too. Was it actually Dennis's show?
0: Yes. Yeah. He's oh much gosh. taller than I thought. I I always heard he was a bigger man, but he's like he's not freakishly tall, but he's a, he's a big guy. Very very good dude.
1: He always just seems so nice. He he is. Yeah.
0: He, he's like your your kindly uncle who you want to listen wow. to because he's going to explain stuff. This is not uh, okay. So, so that's that's the update from there. There's a lot of good stuff, and as always, uh, thanks for you know telling your friends and encouraging people. And go to the thedeplorableshow.com, and that'll have uh, the tour dates and tickets. We gotta jump into some news, some some big like some big real moves. Uh, on the, my number one thing, I got my little notebook in front of me. My number one thing is uh, is is Trump ending the shutdown? He ended the. Sh- Oh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of opinions about this from from inside. You know, the, anybody on the right. I know Ann Coulter is is very upset, and other people are very upset. However, I think I might have a little bit of a different take on it. There might be some uh, optimism on my my behalf. But what are your what are your thoughts? I think I think you're 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 on the side of this was a giant waste of time. Yeah
1: well I, I think it's a lost opportunity is what it is you know i was watching alicia camarada on cnn there's a clip of her out there saying um um some of the democrat caucus especially some of these new democrats that come from more conservative districts are very upset with the party because the message that democrats don't care about the border is getting out there yeah it is and we should have kept that we should have kept letting it get out there i mean Cass- I think it
0: still is, though. Uh, I think it still is. I think I know, to me, it's
1: all gonna go now. It's all gonna go behind closed doors. You're gonna have the Democrats' line and the Democrats' narrative, which you know that the mainstream media is just gonna glean onto, and you're gonna have the White House's narrative, and they're not gonna match. And Trump's proposal, when he sat and he talked to the nation for for when he he gave his what do you call it his, his proposed his eight yeah.
0: minutes eight minutes speech
1: no the one where he added daca and and uh, the other temporary people that are here and giving them oh. a when he when he gave his deal basically he mm-hmm. could not have sounded more reasonable if you listen to what he actually said I'm putting money here I'm putting money to end the humanitarian crisis I'm adding immigration judges so we can take care of a backlog of 900,000 cases and i want 230 miles of wall that customs and border control set patrol says they need everything his proposal was what dhs and customs and border asked for how does nancy pelosi then come out and say well i'm not going to give them what they want to do their job because what do they know about doing their job i mean that's basically what she was saying
0: well, and here's. I think
1: let it go just a little while longer. Some of those nah. eighteen, eighteen folks that Bill Cassidy identified who were basically agreeing with Trump towards the end, Democrats would have flipped. The caucus was starting to flip. Another couple votes, and I think you could have gotten it. I really do.
0: I, I don't know. Here, here was my concern, and this is where. It was it, it, the whole the whole shutdown thing. I think it was very wise. I, I think it was it was very wise. It was almost like, uh, like a political uh, rope a dope. It, it is now about one issue that Nancy and Chuck and all the Democrats they kept coming back with this thing. Well, you know, you can't hold the American people hostage. You can't hold the American people hostage. And uh, ironically, it was i would I would argue that the Democrats that were holding the American people hostage,
1: oh, absolutely.
0: and And we refuse to negotiate. We refuse to negotiate until he opens up the government. We refuse to negotiate. So, I think it was very smart that uh, Trump will now look like the bigger man. He will look like the bigger man. And this continuing resolution, this is only three weeks. This is only three weeks. It was like they had a game of chicken, uh, unfortunately. And, and, if, and I tell you what, if I was an employee and I wasn't getting paid, I would I would be getting pissed. I, I would after after 30 days, I'd start getting pissed. So I think you can really and it's not even like that much of a spin. Like, I think realistically, Trump was like, you know what? Let's just clean this all up. Let's just make this a very, very clean issue. Get those people paid End the shutdown. I'll give you three weeks. You got three weeks. And, and Nancy and Chuck now everyone knows they've they've been pro border barrier in the past, and they and they they talk a lot of garbage, they talk a lot of garbage, but now it is tick tock on the clock and the the other wonderful thing is, and this is what I did my uh, one of my YouTube videos on the other day is the whole state of the union address. my knee jerk reaction. ...with that was like, well, give the address anyway. Give it. Just go to an airplane hangar in El Paso. Go to a Dairy Queen parking lot. But if he does that, you don't have Nancy sitting right behind him. So now, if everything lines up right, he... Donald Trump is the hero who's like, you know what? The American people are so important. I'm going to make sure these guys get paid. We have three weeks to get this figured out. And if if it lines up right, he does the State of the Union... In 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 Congress, Nancy has to sit right there, and he can turn and he can look that old bag in the face, and just you can, <laughs> he can just have it out with her right there. He can just lay it out. It would be beautiful. I think it's a the Democrats better wake up because it is working. The, the 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 <laughs> conser- the conservative message is working. That like who who conservative- do you care about?
1: The conservative Democrats are getting nervous. I mean, Mm -hmm, they just mm -hmm. won in all these purple districts with suburban security moms, right, who are looking at the Democrats going, "Uh, hello, hello. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of those districts, they really shouldn't have won. And if I don't know if you all remember, but they kind of gave Joe Manchin permission to vote for Kavanaugh because they knew he had to to maintain his seat, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They
1: ought to be giving some of these Democrats permission to vote the way their constituents would like them to vote if for no other reason than to maintain electoral gains and they don't even seem willing to do that.
0: It's insane. It's it's it's, it's wonderful how and I don't listen, I don't I don't think uh, Trump is like a super genius or whatever. However, I do admire I do admire this uh, that he has made this all about one issue. It's all about one issue: Do you want to protect our borders or not? And if you say you don't, then you are putting the lives of Americans at risk. You're doing it knowingly. Just just the the, the overdose deaths alone, I don't know, I don't know how you come back from that. It, it takes you. That's that's oh. an optically, it's really bad for the Democrats. It's really bad. Damn it's a it. no brainer.
1: They obviously don't care about these migrants either with the rates of sexual and physical abuse that those women and children suffer. Part of Trump's plan was to give them the ability to apply for asylum at home so they don't have to make that trip and they're not paying coyotes and members of the cartel to help them make the trip.
0: Like, I saw the I saw the most horrific thing on MSNBC. On on Brian Williams' show, so I guess Trump was talking, and I, I don't know where he was speaking, but he's like, Trump's Trump's like, you know, you have these coyotes that bring these people across, and there's women uh, with with duct tape across their mouth so they so they don't make a noise, and the coyotes bring them across the desert in these vehicles, and they don't have water, so so Brian Williams and and all the other members of the media, they can't find this event, they can't. They're looking for the specific event. They're like, we we find no record of a of a vehicle with girls with duck. We don't know what he's talking about. Is Trump making this up? And it's like, wow, wow. You're gonna you're gonna you, you think he's talking about a, a specific event? And that's what drives me crazy. And like they all jumped on it. Like, okay, so you're so you're telling me you're telling me that there's there's no coyotes bringing women and children across. You're telling me it's it's all hunky dory. It's all good. There's never like nothing. Nothing like lot, this ever happens.
1: A lot of the numbers he was he was talking about were reported in the Huffington Post, <laughs> and came from non governmental organizations that sit on the left and are pro immigrant.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, uh
1: Oh my god!
0: The left has a big problem. I I, I didn't I didn't like it either. Like the, the 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 ego side of me is like don't don't let them get away with this. Don't let them gay. But however, I can see. Uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. It is now, they have three weeks. They have three weeks. And, boy, I don't I don't like the idea uh, about, you know, declaring a state of an emergency to build a border barrier. I don't like that at all. I don't like the precedent that, that sets. So, uh, but boy, oh, boy, the State of the Union. Let's see, let's see if, if, if Nancy has see. the guts to put that back on the I books. I was
1: going to say, she hasn't put it back on yet. I don't think she's going to do it before... This negotiation period is done.
0: <laughs> well, we on, will see. Audio, we will see. Based on some audio I heard, I don't think she has any intention to. Because somebody asked her about the State of the Union when she found out Trump was coming back to the table, and she says, "I've agreed to nothing yet." Mm-hmm. Man, I. She is so mean. He just she is so mean. Keep, he
1: needs to keep doing those short hits from the White House, from the desk in the Oval Office. Very controlled very contained very fact based and appealing to our better natures when we're talking about a comprehensive solution technologies to better detect drugs coming across the border resources and 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 judges in the immigration system to get these people processed quicker and and make the process the way it's supposed to be um, what else uh, million for humanitarian needs. You know, I honestly believe if this had been his position before the midterms and the Democrats were trying to fight the position he put forth in his most recent proposals, um, we might not have lost the House.
0: Yeah. I think the
1: messaging he's doing is that good, and I just want him to keep it up.
0: It's it's fantastic, and I'm I'm looking for the tweet here. It's one of those things, like, uh, one of those while while no one was looking, uh, I mm-hmm. think tr- Trump just got like 50 more uh, federal judges in.
1: Oh yeah, like he well no he he um, fourth fifty one, at once. So it's like here you go, Mitch, get him through. Here you go, Mitch, get him through. Now <laughs> it's all up to Mitchy. It's all up to Mitchy. You go, Mitch.
0: It's fantastic. Okay, so those are uh, that's um that's a little uh thoughts on the state of the union and the shutdown. When we come back, when we come back, I want to talk about uh Roger Stone and I want to talk about uh Kristen Cinema and the uh, presidential candidates. Right now, I want to uh, take a little break and go to uh, a little interview with with Leslie Dowd. You can find her at LA Dowd on Twitter. Leslie's going to be doing uh some stuff on the, at the theloftestparty.com. So here is, a week late, uh, my interview with, with Leslie Dowd, part of our uh, Loftest Party Contributor Series. That was very cool, very very cool of me to say. This is fantastic. This is great. Oh, This is our second attempt uh, at this interview. Here's the thing, you guys. We've got uh, Leslie Dowd joining us today. Now, a lot of you probably already follow her on Twitter, yada, yada, yada. But here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to do a series of interviews with the the, the biggest contributors to theloftestparty.com. You can all contribute. However, uh, Leslie's going to be contributing. Uh, I want to talk to Paul Hare uh, about his book. He's got a he's got a new book out. We got to talk about that. I want to talk to uh, Lisa Tate. So here we go. This is our second attempt at an interview with uh, Leslie Dowd. She is a smart whip cracking funny, good time uh, Twitter follow. You gotta follow her on Twitter. She's got awesome taste in comedians. We're both big Cat Williams fans. She's highly opinionated. She knows how to have fun. Leslie, welcome to the program.
2: Back again. Thank you.
0: Back again and ready for more. I apologize for our, our snafu last week, but but this, this might actually work out better. This might actually work out better. So, you 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 had an idea, and I have no, – literally, I have no idea what this is. But like yesterday, you sent me a, a, a DM on Twitter, and you're like, hey, I got an idea for something that I'm thinking about doing. Let's talk about it. So now, no pressure, we're going to have this conversation on the show. <laughs> what, what are you thinking about doing? Oh,
2: okay. And, and, it, and, and
0: the other thing I want to ask – it's a two-part question. What do you think uh, – what are you thinking about doing – and then the second part is, what do you think is the biggest problem with uh, with right leaning uh, websites? Boom! I did a twofer. So so let's go.
2: Oh, I didn't know I was going to be in a quiz today. Yes. Uh, my idea—it's something that I've been wanting to put together uh, for the past couple of years—and I just never sat down to try to make it come to fruition. So, and I wanted to ask you if maybe there's a place on the on the Loftus Party website for this and. I have to say Prager University kind of stole my thunder on it a little bit, but I think uh, there's some value in uh, in doing short audio pieces, maybe two minutes or so, uh, that are just conveying messages about conservatism or more specifically about U.S. history uh, or maybe even world history, some, some lesser known things in history that I know when, when I started learning about them, uh, it really made me more motivated to be more active in politics and more active in conservatism because okay. there's there's a lot of information out there that really when you when you understand it it's kind of hard to to reconcile it with with leftist ideologies.
0: So this is this would be short form audio stuff.
2: Yes. Yep.
0: Would there be any kind of uh, visual at all, or just like like how would it work? So I go to I go to the website. And I see that there's uh, there's a there's a new thing uh, from Leslie, and and what would it be like? Give me give me. You don't have to like perform the whole thing, but what would be like the subject matter of one of these suckers?
2: Well, what it, I think a good example of it is that there are a lot of people who don't understand the Three Fifths Compromise. Uh, in the so in you know what the, the,
0: I know I know I know hosts of podcasts that I've never even heard. Of the Three Fifths Compromise, I have I have literally no idea what you're talking about. So this is great. I'm gonna find
2: something out. <laughs> the uh, you know, in the in the um,
0: Constitution, where uh
2: uh, slaves, the, the debate between the northern and the southern states regarding um slaves, slaves being counted as persons or not persons, and you know, it's a big meme on the left uh, to to point to that. Uh, as racism, point to that as an example of racism, an ex- example of institutional racism, um, where really, if you look into the literature about it, it in fact was um, somewhat the opposite. It was it was the the slave holding states wanting to count slaves as persons.
0: Okay, so this is good news because I actually have heard of this before. I just didn't know it was called like the three fifths compromise. So, mm-hmm. but I I knew it had something about like you had so many uh, slaves and people were trying to count them and use them as like leverage for like voting, right?
2: Yes, correct.
0: Okay. So here's what I want to know. If like, if one guy has like a hundred slaves and a hundred and another guy has like 10, how does it make everything equal? Because it seems if it, do you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. It's not by the particular owners. It's by the population of States, just like in our, you know, that's how our, uh, House of Representatives is structured, a state with a larger population gets more representation in Congress.
0: Right. right. So they
2: were trying to use that to boost their population numbers, even though you're treating you treating these people like animals, but oh now because it's gonna give you power, they're, they're oh no they count as people.
0: Okay. And some things so never you change. Would, so so you would you would <laughs> you would post a, a two-minute hunk of audio a hilarious look at the three-minute
2: was Right. I'm not saying it necessarily would be comedy, but just these kind of gems that that people don't know very much. uh, Nowadays, particularly, it can be current events as well because the media is, is skewing their reporting of current events more and more and more. And just rather than writing, as I consider myself much better in audio than in written form, uh, it would be a two-minute, two, three-minute two, three snippet of something that, that people might be interested in learning about.
0: I think it's a fantastic idea. I really think – you know what it is? You know what it is? It's like an, uh, like an, an, an audio book but like uh, bite-sized, right? You exactly. Just, you should do this. You should do this. What's another one? We got, we got the three-fifths compromise. People could like uh, bust off a, a hunk of learning on that in a couple minutes. What's mm-hmm. another one? Let's another one. Let's think of another one. This is a good idea.
2: Well, gosh, the history of the KKK, um, their they're link to Democrats, the link to how many prominent Democrats well into the 20th century, uh, prominent Democrat leaders were actually involved in the KKK. It's just kind of it's almost myth busting.
0: That would be fun. And you know what else we should do? If I, if I could if I could put this out there as an idea, I, I still Thing, it was like a regular feature on this on this podcast and I always thought it was very funny but like I, I love like stupid state laws that are still on the books like some of these could be like actual uh, like hunks of history. I know I was delighted I was delighted when I found out uh, about our failed experiment with the the pilgrims yes! when it came to hey we're gonna kind of be a giant commune and then that failed yep. there, there's a story that uh, most people don't know Bingo. I was doing I was working on a uh, I was gonna do a video about uh, like the real story of Thanksgiving and and all that and that's just such an epic epic thing that you kind of have to take that in in bite-sized nuggets. but I think that's a wonderful idea. you know what you could do you could record these on your telephone. you could record them I think in notes and here's a little tip here's a little tip for you and this works like a charm. if you uh, go into a room and you and you close the door and you you put a blanket over your head, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Put put a big blanket over your head and just speak uh into your phone you get you have your your phone sitting on the bed, you're sitting cross-legged. It sounds the the, the sound quality is amazing. The sound quality is amazing. I've done, I've done some voiceover work for friends of mine that have like made short films and and funny things and uh you feel like a true idiot when you're doing it, but it actually sounds great. You should do that, this. That's really good to
2: know because usually when people instruct me to close the door and put a blanket over my head, that's going in a really different direction.
0: Well, you can do that too. You can do that too. That's not, that's not frowned upon here. Just we already saying. have like a, doc, a Dr. root session here. Which I want you to close the door, go into bed, get comfy, put a blanket over your head, and imagine you're on a tropical island with okay so here's here's just a a, a question just at a, at a at a left field what are you listening to what's, what's what's what what's the last song you downloaded what are you jamming out to ready for this i am well,
2: welcome to the jungle guns n roses
0: are you kidding me nope you're i a, uh, i had G&R a guns n roses i'm sorry you're a gnr fan
2: yes classic gnr
0: Okay. I jammed
2: all the way home on my ride home from Boston last night to GNR, all the old school stuff.
0: That was um, that was a very good band back in the yeah. day. I, yeah. I never really for my deal. They were just a little bit too polished. I didn't like the whole thing. I was I was really big into like the grunge and the ugliness and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I tell you what, you get that you get that Slash, you get that Duff McKagan dude and Axel back in the day. Those guys could jam. They could jam there. Oh, my God. Well, whatever. I'm, I'm getting uh, completely sidetracked.
2: Yeah. Getting- well, you know, when, you, when you're young, you know, back in those days, I was, I think, 14, 15, 16. In your high school days, you had the radio stations that are always playing all the same music. And, um, you know, it starts to the, the song start, starts to sound like a chunk of your life. You know, That's- it's like a pure memory.
0: Yes. Yes. And that's why and you're, you're great. You're like leading me into stand-up bits. I have this new, I have this new hunk I'm working on. Like when you're going through a bad time, when you're going through a stressful, emotional time, you have to be very careful about the songs that you, you listen to, right? Cause you will ruin <laughs> a song forever. <laughs> so, it's so true. whenever, whenever life is, is handing you lemons and you're like, screw this. I am tired of making lemonade. Just put on some music that you already hate. Yeah,
2: put, put on, some song that you already hate.
0: That's right. Put some music on. Put on an
2: NPR. That'll do it too.
0: Exactly. Well, we don't want people to fall into comas. <laughs> we don't want them to go into comas. Okay, so I, I like I like the the audio, uh, like the snippets, the historical, the weird, the whack. I think that's fun. I think that's completely fun, and I want you to start doing that like yesterday. that's, okay, that's great. Because it's, it's interesting. It's interesting and, and it's different. And it's one of the things that I think makes the uh interesting and different. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. I want to ask you this other question. How did you, were you like, uh, were you raised to be kind of a, a, a right-leaning small government uh, girl? Or is this something that you discovered on your own in college, after college, whatevs? Uh,
2: it's a little bit of both, actually. I didn't know at the time that I was raised to be a right-leaning girl, particularly in Massachusetts. Everybody loves Kennedys, uh, mm-hmm. but the the public school that I went to, the schools were were really excellent uh, back in the days when you had excellent public schools in a lot of places, and they were really heavy on the history and the social studies, and they were very heavy on patriotism, and so I did. Uh, I felt very fortunate about the. Um, the U.S. history and world history education I got in high school as well as in college. At the same time, uh, Rush Limbaugh is is coming up in prominence. And I Miss in the day. Morning was coming up, was becoming really, really huge, even though you wouldn't consider him to be right-leaning, but but just in terms of like civics education and civics conversation that was entertaining, um, he was a big influence on me. Um, and then I kind of things kind of got bumpier in the country with the um you know with the rise of of president obama and kind of the lurch leftward and then i started getting i really started just watching the fox news um i became a big fan of glenn Beck when he was on fox news he did a lot of that those history type lessons that that you and i were just talking about he really um,
0: did I found that I found that to be very entertaining. Before he yeah. started, before it's like it's weird. It's like he got to a level of popularity, and I'm not sure what happened there. But it seems like he's returned to his his classic form. But he used to do like cool stuff like that all the time.
2: Yes, yeah, he did. Um, and and then the other thing that I I attribute my um my my political interest in. To, in, in conservatism too, is that we had some really, really amazing talk radio personalities here in Boston. Um, one of them was Jay Severn. I don't know. I don't know what he, what he's ended up doing. He actually went to work for Glenn Beck for a while. And another one is Michael Graham, who is still still around. He's very popular on Twitter. He writes for the Herald. Um, he doesn't do any audio right now because he's, he has a lot of writing work. But he those two. Were huge, huge influences on me. And, you know, we don't, we, we only have like one station around here now for that kind of thing. They just don't.
0: Did you ever, did you, you ever call into the program? Did you ever call in?
2: Oh, you betcha. Yeah.
0: Really? Did yep. you? Did you actually say, like, did you actually get to say the phrase, uh, first time caller, long time listener?
2: I think I did once. <laughs> 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 I do think I did that once. Yes.
0: Uh, mega dittos, Rush. First time mm-hmm. caller, long time listener. I love that stuff. <laughs> I love that stuff. Mm-mm.
2: Leslie from Boston, I, you're I,
0: up. You're I, in the air. Go ahead, Leslie from Boston. Hi. <laughs> I. It's funny. Here's a funny little story about, uh, about Glenn Beck and, and about history and about what's taught and what's not taught. Glenn Beck, I, I swear to... I, I've been on the planet for a while now. That was the first <laughs> dude. He was doing a show back when he had his Fox program. He was the first guy I ever heard of who criticized uh, Franklin Roosevelt, right? Like in Mm -hmm. in everything I'd ever learned about history, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's World War II and Franklin Roosevelt, this great hero, this wonderful dude, and Glenn Beck took an hour. Not not like ripping him down, but just like pointing out some of the not-so-good firsts in our government, you know? And wow, wow, it is all how you look at it. And then... As as fate would have it, two weeks ago, uh, I was I was watching uh, Life, Liber- Life Liberty and Levin. Levin, with yeah, Mark Levin, and he had on a buddy of mine does the best Mark Levin. I got to get him on the show. He does the best Mark Levin impression. You will howl with laughter. But he had on this historian that I guess now, and I, I it's like you could fill giant buckets of the crap. I don't know like uh FDR's big confidant when they were when they were talking about what's going to happen after World War II one of his 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 big expert on Russia and what should happen they think that dude was like legit a foreign agent of Russia wild completely wild and no one no one even talks about it no one brings it up cuz all these generals and all these other advisors to FDR flipping out they're like you can't just let Russia have all this uh, of Europe you know Russia's just they're just taking it and uh, FDR was getting advice from this dude like hey it's going to be fine it's going to be fine it's going to be fine and it turns out they're pretty sure this guy was a legit (laughs) Russian agent
2: probably a friend of the Clintons
0: probably Bill Clinton's great grandfather (laughs) and then another one Another one that comes up is like uh, Ted Kennedy and his dealings with the KGB and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, Reagan ye- yep. years. Like this That's is like straight up mind. like treasonous. <laughs> yeah, it's it it is really mind boggling, and it's what I I dig history too. I really like the idea of the like the two three minute audio, you know, nuggets of of history and and fun to know facts and things that you never hear anywhere else. But that kind of like the whole Ted Kennedy, that's when it really amazes you, just like the power that the media has. Like here you've got like FDR, FDR who just like, you know what, I'm not going to do two terms. I'm going to do three terms and uh, I'm (laughs) going to keep these people in concentration camps. Uh, And if you find, you know, uh, turn in your neighbor, if you hear him saying anything weird, it's just it's just bizarre. It's bizarre and it makes me frightened for the future it makes me frightened for the future cuz they're definitely doing it now the media is definitely doing it now with their right
2: and they're they're painting the president i have i have my disagreements with the president trump but they're painting him as a person that's terrifying on that kind of level yeah and in reality he's shrinking the power of government
0: indeed but was trump your, was, tell you that? was trump your guy going into 2016
2: uh, absolutely not
0: same uh, there's so many far. of us there's so you know many. Who, up
2: there. You know who I voted for? Did I tell you this last week?
0: No, you did not.
2: I, vote, I voted. I had a write-in candidate: Ronald Reagan zombie and the undercard sweet meteor of death.
0: Ah, uh, sweet meteor of death. I remember that. I remember that. Was my th- president
2: I... and vice president. I have a picture of my ballot to prove it.
0: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. That's against federal law. I'm going to turn you in now. Not afraid. Okay. So if they
2: haven't picked me up for the subversion that I do on social media, I'm not worried about my ballot.
0: <laughs> there you go. I want to touch on this <clears throat> very quickly because our, our interview uh, last week we we touched on it, and I think it's it's worthy of discussing again while we have uh, a minute left here. This new thing going on in Massachusetts, uh, and y- where you go see your doctor, and then your doctor asks you if you're a gun owner. Yes, I'm furious. Yeah. that is infuriating. Why would they need that information? How do it, they get that through?
2: It, what I learned is that um, it is actually a common practice in many many areas of the country, but it's not codified into law, to, as far as I know, anywhere else in the country. The, the reason that it was big news here and big news to me is that it was the city of Boston trying to actually mandate the questioning by the physicians. So now the physicians are you know on the hook, uh, on the hook for on the statute that they're mandated to ask that question. And that's where i it's over the line to me. It's terrifying.
0: Now, what happens if you don't answer? I
2: don't know specifically. I'm sure for now you can choose not to answer, but it's a very, very slippery slope to me that, that maybe the insurance company will say that if you don't, if a non-answer means yes, and now you are a higher risk patient, and now we're going to decline coverage or or bump up your insurance premiums. There's just so many... Ways that this can really go last. No pun uh, intended.
0: I if they, they just ask you this once or if they ask you every time you go in. It'd be hilarious if they had to ask you every time because my answer would change every week. Like the doctors <laughs> be like, do you have guns? And I'd be like, "I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, how many? <laughs> I got probably 8,000 guns. <laughs> and then I come in next week to get my, my prescription filled. Hey, do you have any guns? Not anymore. What? <laughs> He's a Chinese guy. Gave him gave all to him. He said he's doing something with them. <laughs> <laughs> Only have four left. I have, the, uh, I have the anti-aircraft. I have the RPG. I would just... The grenade launcher. The grenade. Oh, yeah, you need that. And the, and the Gatling gun, signed Gatling. by Ulysses S. Brandt. Okay, <laughs> Leslie, thank you so much. Thanks for being a trooper as we, as we figure out our interview systems. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about... Uh, the, like the, 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 the audio history, the audio fact the, I think that's that's great and I, I want you to start immediately. I want you to, to, to go to your bedroom, close the door, get under the blanket <laughs> and start and start, start. talking. And don't, and you, and don't forget, you know what? And don't forget to post, I think the, didn't you post it like a a video? You're like, Hey, I'm here. And you you posted something from YouTube. That stuff's great too. Here's what I, here's my problem. I'll always like, man, I'll hear a song or like, Oh, that's a great tune. I should just post the video on the website. I'm going to start doing that more. I encourage everybody to do that more. Like here's a song that just like, that like lifts my spirits that like just gets me moving. We should do that more. So don't be afraid to do that as well. You guys, here's and – and I thank you, Leslie, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this. And I just want to say this to, to everybody who listens. Don't think you have to write some big, giant manifesto and do mountains of research and blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's, have a good time with this. If you have something like – like Leslie, you're into this, uh, you know, the, the historical aspect. So that's great. That's your jam. Go for it. If, if, if other people have other things and that's your jam – just go for it. We're here to have a good time. I I I, I heard this quote uh, last week, and I really really think it's true. Uh, the party, or whoever's having the most fun, is gonna win. Whoever's yes. having the most fun is gonna win, and that's so. Let's do that. Don't think yes. you have to <clears throat> pour over the internet and know what you know. John Wilkes Booth had for breakfast on February 9th. Just have a good time, Leslie. Absolutely. LA Dowd. Is that your Twitter handle? L- yes. L- there you go. Give her a follow. Look for her stuff at com. We're going to have more fun and we're going to win. Leslie, thank you so much. We will talk to you soon.
2: Thank you, Michael. This is very exciting.
0: I know, I know. I think that's a great idea. The more the more I think about that, the little Little uh, like little audio nuggets of of history and fun to know facts and weirdness. That's all good. That's all good. I like it. I like it. So more goodness coming to LoftusParty.com. Thank you, Leslie, uh, for hanging out and and doing that. It was it was our second attempt. We're getting better. We're we're we're, we're getting better. Right? <laughs> I I, st- I still think about poor Michael Knowles. <laughs> I know <laughs> what a trooper. Okay. Yeah. So I want to I want to I want to get into this really quick. There's there's two things I want to get into. I don't want to uh, forget. Uh, number one is the the Roger Stone and the raid on his house, and then number two is Cheryl Atkinson's amazing thread about media mistakes. So we'll spend a little time uh, talking Roger Stone and just how amazingly ridiculous that was. That's that's that that was crazy. That they had uh, like the SWAT team out there, all those vehicles, all those like like special forces. It, it <laughs> for Roger Stone for Roger Stone because very because,
1: dangerous man,
0: right? Like they they gave him the the, the full. El Chapo treatment because they thought he was going to like pop out of a second floor window dressed up in a Deadpool costume, guns a blazing. It was completely ridiculous. And it really, I I have to try to laugh at it because if you look at it seriously, it's it's total Gestapo tactics. And the fact that they tipped off CNN and and had cameras, uh, you know, hey, you guys set up and get your shot over here. It's 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 gross. At the at the very least, it's gross and disgusting. Uh, at, at the very worst, it's 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 Gestapo. It's it, it's total Nazi.
1: It's especially gross and disgusting when Hillary Clinton's house was never raided at any time of the day. Um, yeah to to collect her electronic commit com, um equipment and image her servers and her her machine, she actually got to pick the evidence that she wanted to submit. Um, You know, when you look at across (laughs) Manafort was raided early in the morning. Cohen's office was raided early in the morning. Stone was arrested in an early morning raid. Um, You have Brennan. You have Koskinen. You have McCabe. You have—I mean, I could do a list as long as my arm of Democrats who have been accused of the same type of process crimes, either lying to law enforcement, including Clinton herself. Or or lying to Congress that never even got indicted, never even yeah. was were presented. I mean, the in, the inspector general recommended charges against Andrew McCabe. It has still never gone in front of a grand jury.
0: It, it is. <laughs> it's becoming painfully obvious. Like uh, Huma <laughs> Abedin. Huma Abedin and all right. the emails that she had, and I think that was uh, that was the NYPD. I think that was the NYPD that served uh, a search warrant. Uh, I think it had something to do with uh, it, with what uh, with Weiner was sending out. Because oh, yeah,
1: was- and then they found emails that Clinton didn't submit on Wiener's computer because the email was going to both places or something. Yeah, it was the Southern District of New York FBI office, but um, it. Like, hello, hello.
0: It's it's just such a double standard. It's just it's such like a I feel like
1: I'm, I'm wearing a tin foil hat. But if you just look at it on its face, it's ridiculous.
0: Well, that's that's how it is, and that's that's what the thing that like constantly surprises me. That like constantly just just by the na- the nature of you know you and I do this show, uh, and I do videos on YouTube and the Loftus Party. So you you kind of you know we're keeping track so that we can be well versed and so when you know fox and friends calls me up i can go oh yeah i can i can speak to that because i'm kind of aware and would you have a little bit a little bit of awareness like i'm not like you're a policy wonk you know way more than i do i'm kind of like a casual observer but when 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 you're like casually observing this stuff and you're like i'm seeing a disturbing pattern a disturbing pattern <laughs> Democrats never get in trouble. They just never get in trouble. And they send SWAT after Republicans. That's just it.
1: Tony Podesta and Paul Manafort did exactly the same thing. Then they tried to do exactly the same fix. Manafort's in jail. Solitary confinement at that. And Podesta's still walking around. Yup. I mean, that one is just so glaring. But the other one, the other, here's the other thing. And this is just killing me. Roger Stone got arrested. Here's our Russian collusion. No guys. No guys. Roger Stone getting arrested and the indictment, because I read it, right, is actually the best argument that there was no collusion between the Trump campaign and anybody in Russia because Roger Stone's running around hitting up journalists to find out what they know about what Assange has. He wouldn't have been doing that if there was some kind of crazy collusion because the Trump campaign would have already known what they had.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the media has to run with this narrative to bake in this belief. Oh, they have to God. bake in this belief to the people who, who aren't into politics. A, a, casually right it's it's mm-hmm. the person the person who's just kind of chugging along through their everyday life but every time they turn around they hear something else about oh now it's now it's really bad now it's really bad it and this really is it's, it's, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful transition to uh a friend of the show cheryl atkison she put together a, a wonderful thread, and it, you can see it on her website, Atkison.com. Uh, she spells it uh, S-H-A-R-Y-L-A-T-T-K-I-S-S-O-N, Atkison.com. And the title of her story is 69 Media Mistakes in the Trump Era. So she, this is the list so far. How long has Trump been president? Uh, a little over two years. A
1: little over two years, yeah. Just yeah. a couple days over two years since he was sworn in.
0: This is this is sixty nine mistakes so far. So how many how many times do you let it go when it's not a mistake anymore? It's it's on purpose. It's it's repeated because it is about uh, a narrative. It's fantastic. It, it, you just you just go down uh, the list where it's you know it starts with oh my gosh he. Uh, he moved the 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 bust of you know Martin Luther King Jr. and and then it just goes on and on. They imp- they implied that uh, the New York Times said Trump didn't pay taxes for eighteen years, but then they showed he actually did he paid a higher rate than Bernie Sanders or Obama and. Uh, Melania Trump she came from Slovenia in the 90, in the 90s and she got the special it just goes on and on and on and on and on so you have to ask yourself as the as a person who listens to this podcast and wants to be kind of in the loop and kind of have a good time like 69 of these these are from major it's from CNN it's the Washington uh, post it's the New York Times it's you know BuzzFeed but like big big outlets and it, you you can't just you can't chalk this up to well sometimes in journalism you get the story wrong and, and we try to run corrections it's horrible it's gross and uh and, and it just lends credence to like hey yeah f- f- fake fake news is the enemy of the people and here's the here's the other one though here's the the, the good news about all this uh is i think it's the 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 UK telegraph did you hear about their apology to melania
1: i did i read it
0: it was fantastic it was fantastic uh they they apologized for everything but that must have been some kind of hit piece they ran because you look at that like everything Uh, You know, we have been asked to make clear that the article contained a number of false statements, which we accept should not have been published. Mrs. Trump's father was not a fearsome presence and did not control the family. Mrs. Trump did not leave her design and architecture course at university relating to the completion of an exam. Uh, Mrs. Trump did not, did not, like, they they must have been really slinging some dirt, so they had to print this giant giant retraction that ends with we apologize unreservedly to the first lady and her family for any embarrassment caused by our publication of these allegations as a mark of our regret we have agreed to pay mrs trump substantial damages as well as her legal costs so kaboosh kaboosh i loved it and that's and like listen and it, it it always bears repeating you know it's like yes we love uh legal immigration and yes uh we love the free press however i gotta put a little caveat on it you you can't just repeatedly lie knowingly with no retribution like 69 69 so far the guy's been in office a little over two years you it's these aren't mistakes anymore these aren't like the oh shucks this is they're they're literally it's it's a it's a it's a it's a smear campaign, I don't know how else you you put it, and i'm and I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for real journalists like Cheryl Atkinson,
1: yep, and I think I actually think what happened last week with those kids from Covington Catholic is almost it's going to be fundamentals to sort of the changing of the guard because you had people like Andy Now and uh Tim Poole. And Sarah Carter and Robbie Sove from Reason Magazine. They were the first ones out that saying, uh, This story doesn't hold water. This story doesn't hold water because we actually went back and did our homework. And then you had a bunch of other citizen journalists looking into Philip's military record. And I mean, he, dude, literally committed stolen valor. Yeah. Not cool. And this was your primary source. Oh, not yeah. only that, he accused kids at this college and this college and this place, and then he busted into a Catholic church. Who's the bigot? Yeah. Like, seriously.
0: And then, and then overlooked in all of this. Like, it's just such an avalanche of horse manure that overlooked in all of this. And somebody tweeted it out the other day, and I, I can't remember who, but it's like – then you compare uh, this poor uh, kid in the "Make America Great Again" hat. Let's compare him to th- the way he was treated to the way David Hogg was treated. Oh yeah, can't, David Hogg. Can't oh, he's a he's a kid. A, can't, you can't just go a after kid. a kid. He's just a kid who just wants to exercise his voice. He's. Mm-hmm. We should applaud him for wanting to for wanting to be vocal in these crazy times. Let's lift him up and celebrate the the glorious being that is David Hogg. And then meanwhile this. Poor kid is like, Bill Maher, Bill Maher, that misguided doofus. Oh,
1: that was terrible.
0: That was really bad and, and really misguided. And I, I know what he's trying to do and he's trying to be relevant and he's trying to be edgy. But like really, a uh, really, really just a, a series of bad, bad jokes, bad intentions, just yeah. horrible.
1: You know, the guy who makes his living being a prick, calling other people pricks is pretty just outrageous. In and of itself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanna I wanna sell oh I wanna I just wanna say this just as an aside because I do because you always have to do that brief that preamble of, you know, you have to you have to say things like, uh the majority of FBI agents are are really good officers and blah 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 and I'm getting tired of that. Uh and then, you know, you have to say that little preamble about yes and we we need the free press for blah 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 blah. And then you have to say the thing about we all like uh legal immigration. We do this thing on the in the deplorable show where we, we collect questions from the audience. Oh, man, oh, man. So in the second act of the show, I answer some of them, and it's, it's funny and it's comedic, uh, but there was this, this girl from India, and uh, I, for, I forget her name. I think I have the, the card laying around here somewhere, uh, but she's like, I am a legal immigrant to the United States. I filled out paperwork and waited for years Mm-hmm. And she was upset at all the benefits that the illegals get. However, when when I said, and uh, I'm not trying to be silly or anything, I'm just, she, she she you know uh, she goes, you know, my name is uh, I'm gonna say Sandra Kapoor, whatever. Mm-hmm. I am a legal immigrant of the United States. That's as far as I got. Mm-hmm. When there was a thunderous ovation, it was mm-hmm. beautiful. I got misty eyed. The place went crazy. This right. girl, she, she had to feel good. Like I didn't even get the whole question. It was like faith in faith in humanity restored. It was <laughs> glorious. So that's that's my little uh, side note on that. I'm sorry for interrupting you were you were in the middle of something very important, and then I did my little my little feel good story.
1: Oh no, that's fine. I just I. I think that that whole situation, including Bill Maher and everyone else who, once the narrative decided, you know, started to fall apart, decided to double down and look for other stuff, like kids making a three-point symbol in basketball. Oh, look, there's the white supremacy sign. Uh, Mm -hmm. Here's every NBA star doing it. Um, Oh, look, they're in blackface. Uh, No, that's a blackout game. Have you ever 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 gone you ever been involved with basketball um you know the, the doubling down and then oh kirsten powers i'm taking the twitter app off my phone because i was the subject of a coordinated harassment attack no kirsten no the only people that were subjected to a coordinated attack were those boys and their families their community and their school
0: Kristen, Kristen powers uh, you're, she's like the former Bush girl who's over at MSNBC now, right? Is that her? I
1: think she's on CNN, but she actually wrote a book called The Silencing. Yeah. During the Obama administration, and Trump yeah. has just destroyed her. Destroyed her.
0: <laughs> I, uh, like, I don't want to give away, like, the special sauce, but the, the wonderful thing when, when your head hits the pillow at night is you always know that the the, de- the Democrats will just, they'll go too far. They'll, they'll go too far they they always overreach uh, which is wonderful which is what they're doing on 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 border security and you know I'm getting off Twitter and I gotta make fun of this guy and I gotta we gotta rail the Covington kids it's uh it's it's and if you think about the sheer weight of the 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 smear that's going on with with journalists and how they're trying to bake all this in uh, thank God Goodness for like citizen journalists, and thank goodness for Twitter and whoever's left, and thank goodness for uh, Facebook and people talking to one another and and all that gr- great stuff because it really does it, it gives one hope, it gives one hope, and I'm this goes back to the the border wall and the government shutdown. Just let, I, I'm glad that Trump has just like peeled this down to one single issue. It's now it's it's one issue, and I hate it when like. You know, and he brought it up, like the whole DACA thing. Like, no, 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 don't muddy the water. Don't muddy the water. Let's not talk about DACA. Let's not talk about any of that crap. You either want to secure the borders or you don't. You either want to secure them or you don't. You either want to stop the drugs or you don't. You either want to stop the human trafficking or you don't. Just keep it right there. Keep it right there. Okay, we are we are in the home stretch here. It was, a, it was a, a fun, weird show. I want to. I want to spend a moment, and I want to. I want to celebrate another uh, Kristen. I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate Kirsten Cinema from Arizona.
1: Oh, what did she do?
0: Did you see? <laughs> did you see the outfit she wore the no. other day? Oh, was that uh, the one
1: with the boots? That was her. I thought that was Jill Brand.
0: No, no, that's with cinema.
1: That's, oh my god!
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Kristen Cinema. Your 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 fo- your first openly uh, bisexual representative. What is she? A senator? Is she a senator?
1: Yeah, in thigh boots
0: and a short skirt. Wow! <laughs> I gotta say, you, you, listen.
1: Know you know what? What? I'm not seriously going to have a problem with somebody in public life dressing in an edgy fashion that looks good. That didn't
0: look good. I got to tell you.
1: It's not stylish.
0: That was my beef with it, too. Like, (laughs) I loved the boots. I'm like, those boots are fantastic, but not with that skirt. They
1: don't (laughs) go with that dress at all. That was my thought. (laughs) How sad is that?
0: There's people on. There's people on Twitter and Facebook and like she looks like a whore, she looks like a stripper, and I'm like I don't know what clubs you guys are going to.
1: You could do something like that, yeah. Just Not that it didn't look good.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to. And I totally but don't want to fuddy duddy about it. Like how dare she? But like there is a part of me that's like, come on, you know, be cool, be cool. It's it's uh-huh. the Senate, you know. It's like yeah. you gotta, Those boots. I gotta, I gotta.
1: Kristen's and Kirsten's. It looks like Kirsten Gillibrand's um, doppelganger is considering a third run. Oh, Hillary.
0: Oh, she's really considering it.
1: Oh, yeah, breaking today. I mean, I watched the most painful segment of video from one of Kirsten Gillibrand's (laughs) town halls that I have ever seen. rick i should have had you cut the audio um but oh my god scripted hand gestures her her presentation was like all off her pauses were pregnant her i'm like oh my god she's worse than hillary
0: (laughs) yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna grab me a beer oh there's my husband all that fake robotic i'm just like you it's going to be wonderful. I can't wait till more people get in. I can't wait to see the the debates. I can't wait to see how big the field of Democrats get. You guys, it's going to be. Uh, it's just going to keep getting better and better and better. I next week, so much fun. Next week is going to be a little bit of a challenge, but we're going to figure that out uh, off, um, off the show. We'll we'll do that on our own time and not on your time. But it looks like I'm heading to Mar a Lago. Next week, which should be a whole story unto itself, I cannot wait. I want, I want to do, I want to do a lot. I want to do a broadcast from Mar a Lago. Uh, but from right now, room? yeah, it's like it's like ninety nine percent. It's like ninety nine percent that I will be in Mar Mar a Lago. Okay, uh, so you next can week. dial
1: in Sunday and go live from Mar a Lago.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> be great. I cannot wait. I know I cannot you're wait.
1: doing a video post from there.
0: You have oh, to. Oh, and, and you know it. And you know <laughs> it. I want to thank everyone who listens to the podcast and uh, make sure. Here's the deal. Uh, we busted through the algorithm. Uh, now now I'm absolutely sure of it. Our Our YouTube numbers are, are fantastic. So thanks for sharing the videos. The Facebook numbers are fantastic. Thanks for sharing the posts. Thanks for telling your friends. Go to deplorableshow.com. Go to theloftestparty.com. Just post a link to a song you like on YouTube. Let's get funky. Let's get weird. Let's get freaky. Let's wear some Kristen boots and dance in our undies. I'll see you next week.